welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Chris. Hey, how y'all doing today? So, uh, today we are talking about someone who is not Moon Knight, but has a moon in their name. And it's Moonstone! Do you know anything about Moonstone? Nothing at all. Nothing at all, okay. At all. Uh, I'm gonna say that I don't know much about her either. I just knew that she was in the Dark Avengers. She replaced, um... She replaced Miss Marvel in the Dark Avengers, basically. Um, and if you haven't read Dark Avengers, I would suggest it, because it is a pretty good... It's pretty good, like, year of comics. I think it was like a year and a half. Yeah, it was like a year and a half of comics. So I would suggest that. But uh, do, you, do what do you what do you think Moonstone is? Well, if Moonstone would be replacing Captain Marvel, are we talking Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel here, or which one? Yeah. Okay, Carol Danvers. So probably trying to be. A a female character, yeah. That's important because on a Marvel team, you've got to have an important female character. Yeah, probably trying to get her in a leadership role, but also replacing Captain Marvel is never going to be as good. Yeah. Well, there's also been I think like four Miss Marvels, no five. I might be missing one though, but Miss Marvel is a. It's it's a character. It's a name that gets passed around a lot. <laughs> Say that. Um, yeah. What do you think her powers are? I would guess something moon based, which is a pretty obvious guess. Um, but no idea beyond that what it could possibly be. Okay. Well, what do you think? What do you think her costume is? Well, being moony. I would say probably another white one. Uh, no, no. Actually, you did not guess pea yellow. That. It's an awful costume. Okay, can you describe it real quick? It literally looks like somebody made a dye out of piss. Pretty much. And she has like a cow. She has like a cow type thing. Um. She, it's, it's not a great costume. Like, just kind of imagine like a generic, like 50s alien costume. I will say this on a practical level. It's not bad. Nope. Super practical, but you can have practical and stylish. Yeah, definitely not here. Yeah. No. Like Moon Knight. He has a fairly practical costume sans the ginormous cape, but pretty stylish. You know, we're not we're not playing uh, fashion games though, because Moon Knight would win a lot of them because he has simple, simplistic but also very stylish outfit. But uh, we're talking about uh, Moon uh, Moonstone, and uh, her real name is Doctor Carla Sofen. Okay, I have not heard that name either. Uh, well, she's she's an MD. So that's, you know, that's good. 
She's a psychiatrist slash psychologist. Um, she. Oh, this is uh, gonna be fun, she, real quick then. Yeah, she used to be a associate of Doctor Faustus, uh, an agent of corp of the corporation, and a uh, member of the Masters of Evil three and four. So, um, the corporation. It's a capital C corporation. Is a uh, very lazily named uh, group of villains, or geniusly named, or geniusly. Well, I mean, obviously, corporations are evil. Um, and if you disagree with me, you're obviously blind and don't understand. Don't understand anything about the world. But um, yeah, uh, let me see. I'm gonna look something about the corporation, see what they have, because I know they've done some things. But I, like, I wish they at least like had. You know, like the brand corporation. That's that's pretty cool. Pretty cool name. You know. There's like so many different names you can have that has like corporation in it. That is showing that it is an evil corporation while, you know, maybe leaving something for the imagination. Yeah, I, I try to look it up on Comic Vine. It just says a nationwide criminal organization. No description. They're really secretive because yeah. they're doing evil things. Yep. It's it's nationwide too. Surprised it is international. Uh so she first showed up in Captain America one ninety two Mad Flight in December nineteen seventy five. And wait. Wait, wait, wait. Same year as Moon Knight. So maybe yep. they have like a moon obsession there. Let me see. Like they're probably months apart. Let's see. I don't even think they're like that far apart. I already forgot. Yeah, they were apart by like two Well, wait. Yeah, because Moon Knight was August. Yeah, August. So that'd be three months. Wait. Three months? Eight. Yeah, August is the eighth month of the year, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, three months. Yeah, they showed up three months apart, so... Yeah, so they, uh... That's a little uncanny. A little uncanny, yeah. I can, I can tell you that. Two moon-based characters? And by the way, moon-based is kind of a misnomer on this, but, you know, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, uh... She was a former associate and student of the uh, criminal mastermind Dr. Faustus. And I want to point out another typo. They forgot the A in mastermind. So it's M-S-T-E-R mind. So that's fun. Uh, and uh, she kind of satisfied her cravings for power and control other, uh, over others by her criminal activities. She is uh, a noted psychiatrist. She would. Uh, she was asked by a prison board to help cure uh, Byron Bechtel, or not Bechtel, Bechton, the original Moonstone, um, using hallucinogenic ja uh, gas to make uh, Bechton think he was a monster. She caused. She caused him to reject the Moonstone, a rock taken 
from the blue area of the moon that was believed to be in, uh, invested with some of the Watcher's power. She took the rock from him and absorbed, absorbed it into her hand, assuming the energy powers that were his. So, she just kind of laughing gassed her way into into getting powers. Well, it sounds like she's not very nice anyway, so I don't really know what I expected. Yeah, she she literally got to psychiatry to have power over people, so I mean, I'm going to just assume that she's a bad person. After mastering her powers, she uh she offered her psychiatric help uh uh to Dr. Leonard Sampson, who was treating the Hulk, aka Doc Sampson, aka guy with long green hair, who is uh just a a buff just the buffest psychiatrist you'll ever know. Uh Sampson invited her to the Gamma Base. And she used her security clearance and powers to gain access to the secret Gammavator components she hoped to sell to the corporation, a now defunct criminal cartel. Her theft was interrupted by the Hulk. Uh, however, she, after holding her own against the Brute for a while, she faltered and used trickery, a trickery to extricate, her, extricate, extricate herself from the situation. Um, then she was contacted by Senator Eugene Stifik, who was a uh, member of the corporation. And uh, she accepted, she accepted the position and was involved in a war between the East and West coast uh, factions of the corporation. Well, that sounds just like an evil criminal organization infighting all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. The, so this struggle also involved the Hulk, Captain America, and the the Falcon and Quasar. And then she was eventually like apprehended and imprisoned. It's probably for her fashion crimes because that's such an awful suit. Oh like, man, <laughs> don't make me think about that again. Oh my god! Like I just glanced over and I'm just like. I would forgive you for all your crimes if you just got, like, a slightly better suit. All you have to do is make it a different color yellow. Yeah, no, like, just, go, like, throw off, like, a few shades, like, a few shades down in yellow. You're good. But, I don't know. Um, the criminal mastermind Egghead. Do you know anything about Egghead? No, I don't really know much about Egghead. Well, we'll talk about him in the Book of the Dead, because he's, like, stone-cold dead right now in the Marvel Universe. I think he might be back, though. Not sure. But he's... So, think of, uh, think of a guy that's, like, kind of portly, okay. and has a head the shape of an egg. Okay. And also is an evil scientist, and also is, like, one of the main villains for Hank Pym. Because he's a boring, boring man. Okay, then. Eggman freed her from the prison to recruit her into his Masters of Evil outfit. And she assisted him in his scheme to discredit his old enemy, Henry Pym, or Hank Pym if you're nasty, until Eggman was killed and she was apprehended again. Um, she was then turned over to the government energy facility Project Pe uh, Pegasus for study, but she managed to escape with a fellow prisoner blackout 
which I don't remember if we covered. We probably did because there was a, almost a full month of just uh, characters with a black uh, prefix on their name. Whenever the Avengers uh, caught up with them, Blackout surrounded them, uh, surrounded them with his dark force, and teleported them to the moon, where Moonstone hoped to find more moon rocks augment, to augment her power. Then the two were apprehended uh, by the mutant Dazzler and the Inhumans, and returned to Project Pegasus. And then, whenever uh, Project Pegasus abandoned their research on superhuman uh, beings, uh, they were transferred to a news facility, and then they were freed on the route by agents of these of the second Baron Zemo, um, which is not Helmet Zemo. It is I'm bad at remembering names. I just remember Helmet Zemo because his name is Helmet. Uh, it's his son. But whatever, okay. But it's a second Baron Zemo, and then they were fighting in the, uh, and then they were, he made the, another Masters of Evil. Um, which I think turned into the Thunderbolts, if I'm not mistaken. Because whenever she, uh, because she was in the Thunderbolts for a very long time. Okay. She gets a better, she gets a better costume later. Oh, that's good. Way. And then she gets like a just a not great costume after that. And then she gets a better costume. So, you know, it's something. Um So, she is 5'11, weighs 330, has blue eyes and blonde hair. Um she can uh lift about 10 tons. And uh, she has a she has a bunch of superhuman powers from the alien moonstone connected in an unknown way to her nervous system. So the power comes from like the stone being embedded in her, basically, which is not which is a lot like a uh, star god. Wait, no, who am I thinking of? Mm. Star Lord? Nope, not that guy. Nope, Star, Star God. Man. No, I'm talking about a, a werewolf man who was who's J. Joe Jameson's son. Um, Star God? Is it Star God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Star God. It's Star God. Yeah. So, um, but Star God also has a uh, has a stone linked to uh, the moon, but it is through another dimension. On the other side, like that's like on that's like kind of set in the same spatial area as this uh, moon, but in a different dimension. That make makes any sense? As much as anything in Marvel makes sense. Yeah, like listen to listen to the uh, John J- uh, Jonah Jameson episode if you'd like to know learn more about Star God because we spend a lot of times talking about Star God. Because it's like kind of crazy <laughs> that that whole uh, subplot of Joe Joe and uh, Triple J himself having a son that uh, turned into a werewolf and fights uh, Spider Man occasionally. Well, I mean, who doesn't fight Spider Man? Yeah. So uh, 
she can uh, fly by interacting with Gravitrons in a way that negates the force of gravity on her. She can also phase through solid objects. She can also shoot laser-like blasts of coherent light from her hands, able to penetrate two inches of steel plate in one second. And what? Sorry, point one seconds whenever uh, it's focused. Oh, that's really fast. Yeah, yeah. So she just like does like finger guns, but like finger laser guns that she can basically get through like two inches of steel, which is pretty pretty powerful. That's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, she can kind of just have like non-coherent light from her entire body at once, and she can kind of like blind slash dazzle people into temporary blindness. Um, she's also she also has a virtually unlimited amount of energy. She can also use all she can use all of her various powers uh, at maximum capacity for about half hour before she begins to tire. Oh, so, that's pretty cool. So just imagine getting into a fight with her. That's probably why she held her own, held her own against the Hulk for a little bit because she's pretty powerful. Um. She can also transform her outer layer of clothes into the Moonstone uh, uniform by radioactive radi- radiation-activated acceleration uh, uh, of her clothing molecules, which don't understand that. And it, it also has, like, an invisible attachment to her body that... So she could kind of just be like, hey, I want to be in a new outfit. <laughs> this so really why awful didn't outfit. she do it more often? I don't know. Or earlier. I don't know. I can't tell you why. But we're done talking about Moonstone. Because <laughs> that's it. That's all we have. Um, what do you think of Moonstone? Um, I don't know. guess I could probably live without her. Yeah. She, she's interesting in Dark Avengers. But honestly, like, I don't know. Don't have really any real attachment. So, that's something, I guess. She's better than Arm Falloff Boy. I mean, that's, it's, actually, you know what? Arm Falloff Boy is, like, pretty cool, though. I mean, he can, his arms fall off. I mean, can your, can your arms do that? You're right. Well, Let, they can't. Let's edit that well, part can. out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm keeping it in. You need to keep your secret shame. Oh, Just- no! <laughs> yeah, um... <clears throat> So, I think that she is, you know, I think she's interesting to a certain point, I guess. Like, She's a character that exists, and I guess it's always nice to be able to have a character that you can bring back and make disappear, and nobody's really going to care. I, I do like how she was written in the Dark Avengers, but honestly, I don't, I don't really... I like she wouldn't be the main draw to a comic book for yeah. me. Like like uh like uh D-Man. That's a draw. That's just the one of like so like you know, so like hey D-Man's in this comic. I'll probably read that comic. You know? Maybe not Moonstone. But I don't know. There's people out there who love Moonstone, so I would love to talk to one of them. See, like just not really in an antagonistic way, just 
I want to know what they see, and so I can maybe try to see it myself. Well, I think I think there's probably particular runs that are okay, and I know people get attached to characters in different ways. So you know, I don't. Eh. But again, like I'd like to talk to, to anyone. Like I'd talk to just about anyone who like really likes obscure characters because I'd like to know why. Um, and not again, not an antagonistic way, but just like. What about this certain character that didn't seem to capture the public consciousness, or at least the comic book reading consciousness? Uh, had you drawn to this character? You know, and that's that's interesting, I guess, but I don't know. I'll talk to someone's ear off about manslaughter, because he is, like, one of my favorite characters <laughs> now, but, but yeah. So, um, yeah, so what do you have to plug? Uh, just my show, Play Comics, where we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. It, it's been a lot of fun so far, and you know, getting guests on there. Spoiler alert, we're eventually going to get somebody else who's not me, but you're hearing in this show on my show. Oh. oh. I don't know if he knows that, oh. but he probably does. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it has something to do with my unironic love of... Uh, something about unironic love of Garfield. Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so I have a I have another podcast called Creepy Critters. Uh, that podcast is about cryptids. So if you want to hear about, you know, strange creatures people believe in or, you know, claim to have saw, yeah, it's a good place to go. We also talk about, you know... You know how they reproduce a lot, and they make up stories about about them. So you know, if you want to listen to that, go to Creepy Critters. And uh, besides that, I also have a Facebook group for the podcast uh, and the Creepy Critters podcast called HodgePod Group, where you can look at the pictures of all the people we are talking about, as well as the uh, you know maybe any discussion you like to do. Uh, besides that, uh, I also have Instagram where you can look at pictures of my cute, my cute cat. Uh, I'm, by the time this comes out, there's going to be a picture of him in a, uh, in a business tie collar. And he looks like a very serious cat boy who is doing business. So, you know, if you want to see that, you can go on that. I'll go on there. So, uh. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening, and I mean, sorry, may Conchu protect you in all your night travels. Good night! Ooh.